You are listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is two stories. One, trouble, and number two, coin. Hello, my radio friends. I'm so glad you've joined me again for another program in the series, Give Me the Bible. Today's program is Bible-based, but presented in quite a different style. Let me explain. Some years ago, I became quite sick in the summer due to dehydration. While recuperating, I watched the classic film Crocodile Dundee Number 1. There was a line in the film where Mick Dundee said, Me and God, we be mates. That impressed me very much, and I decided to tell some of the Bible stories in a fair dinkum Aussie way. So I sat down at the computer and began to write. Some people have suggested I should compile these stories, these Me Mate Jesus stories, and make them into a book. This has not yet been done, but I will share two stories with you today. Now, there are some expressions which an overseas listener may not understand, but most Australians probably will and the stories have been embellished. The first story is from the book of John, chapter 9. It's entitled, Me Mate Jesus Stirs Up a Bit of Trouble. Me Mate Jesus was in town one day and was taking a stroll down the street with them blokes who's always hanging around him when they come across a beggar who's holding a little basket in his hand and yelling out, Arms! Arms from the, for the poor! Blind from birth! Arms for the blind! Old Thomas, he's a bit thick, you know. He turns to them other fellas and asks, What's he want arms for? He's got two perfectly good arms already. He should be asking for eyes, not arms. Them other blokes have a bit of a chuckle and tell him that the arms he has are okay, but he could do with a couple more so he could scratch his ear and pick his nose at the same time and not have to put his begging basket down to do it. Me mate Jesus interrupts the banter and talks to the beggar who tells him he was born blind which ain't very good for a person, on account that they can't, never could, and never would, see. Them other fellas then asked me, mate, a question which went a bit like this. This beggar, is he blind because he was a really bad coot? Or was it because his parents were? Me mate tells them, that that was a really stupid question, and the answer was that it was neither. 
Then he says something that really rocks them. He says, I am the light of the world. They didn't understand quite what he meant, but he hoped they'd catch on later. He made Jesus then spits in the dirt, then bends down and starts stirring it up to make mud. Then he gets some of the mud on the end of his finger and starts plastering the mud over the blind bloke's eyes. Then he says to him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Salome. The beggar didn't argue. He grabbed his basket and white stick and hurried off. I bet he whacked a few people in the ankles in his hurry to get there. Anyhow, he goes to this place and washes his face and when he'd done that he could see. Well, you got to understand he's pretty excited and he starts yelling out to everybody, I can see, I can see. They could tell it was true because when this good-looking young Sheila walks past, he's watching her. A bit later, when he's walking home, there's a crowd following him. There was this big pile of donkey dung in front of him, and instead of stumbling right into it, he walks around it. He can see all right, the people say, and they go off and tell their friends. Soon the whole town is arguing about it. Some say it was him and others are saying it was someone else who looked like him. Before long, there's people knocking on his door asking, Who made you see? And he told them about me mate Jesus. If it happened these days, there'd be a whole bunch of television reporters and cameramen waiting to get an interview. Probably there'd be some magazine publisher offering large sums of money for exclusive rights to his story. But as this happened a day or two ago, the news spread via the grapevine. Before long, some ruffians grab him and march him off to the bigwigs in town. They were the Pharisees and they put him through the third degree and were asking him about how it all happened and who it was that put the mud in his eye. The poor bloke said he didn't know whom he mate Jesus was. Unsatisfied, them Pharisees act like a bunch of sharks in a feeding frenzy. They get all excited and say me mate Jesus must have been some sort of a devil because you couldn't go around healing people on the Sabbath. But some others of their mates reckon that was all bunkum because bad people have no powers to heal people. For a while the whole thing is getting pretty serious and a few of them are starting to roll up their sleeves for a fight. But because their sleeves are so wide, they kept falling down again. And so I, so these blokes became so preoccupied with their sleeves, they forgot to fight. The Pharisees kept asking the poor bloke about it again and again, and soon they conclude that he's been shamming about being blind the whole time.
someone suggested, uh, let's ask his parents. So they were sent for. And they come to these long-sleeved, long-bearded, long-nosed, long-faced Pharisees who ask, Is this your son? Yes, they reply. How long has he been blind, they ask. Since birth. Well, how come he can see now? We don't know. Ask him yourselves. He's a grown man and can answer for himself. And so they call back the poor bloke who'd been blind. By this time, he's getting pretty cranky about all these dopey questions. Besides, he's got a lot of seeing to do and wants to be outside doing it. Again, they want to know how it all happened. And he ups and tells them to take the cotton wool out of their ears because he told them everything first time round. And then he gets cocky and he says to them, Are you asking me all this so you can go and join the one who healed me? Well, that did it. They really gave him a hard time. But he replied that they must be blind themselves. Otherwise, they would know the man who healed him must be a man of God. Them Pharisees didn't like being told what to do, so they chucked him out onto the street. News travelled, and soon me mate Jesus showed up and came to see him. Me mate Jesus asks, Do you believe in the Son of Man, meaning the one who came from God to save people? Well, to cut a long story short, when he discovered that me mate came from God, he bowed down and worshipped him. I don't know what happened after that, but I reckon that bloke never needed glasses, ever. How about that? I reckon that bloke felt pretty special, not only because he could now see, but because he experienced God firsthand. I reckon he must have been brimful of excitement and happiness. There's something else too. Lots of you guys are getting around filled with worry and misery, trying to work it all out yourself. Well, all the time, me mate Jesus wants to fill your life with joy instead of sorrow. But unless you let him touch your life, like letting him put mud in your eye, so to speak, nothing's going to happen. You don't want to be like them Pharisee fellas trying to act holy and important but getting nowhere really fast, do you? I can tell you that your whole life opens up like the blind man being able to see when you let me make Jesus into your life. I can tell you it's true because it happened to me and I'm really happy about it.
I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. Then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me now safe, am I? Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows his will obey. He's the savior wants to be be saved today. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted. Could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love. Lifted me.
was Gavin Chatelier from his album Love Lifted Me. The second story I have for you today is called Me Mate Jesus and the Coin. And if you would like to read this for yourself in the Bible, it comes from the book of Luke, chapter 20. Funny, isn't it? when a bloke goes around doing good and all that, that there has to be knockers. They usually don't have much to say, hmm, nothing much except criticism. Well, them Pharisee fellas were infuriated with me, mate Jesus, because he was drawing crowds and was the talk of the town whereas they had to keep doing things to draw attention to themselves, just to keep up public opinion. But they were really losing the battle, and they didn't like it one little bit. So they hatched up a sneaky plan. They decided they would put a trick question to try to get me make Jesus to trip himself up. The question was about religion and politics, and they intended that either way the answer would condemn him and get him into trouble with the government or with the religious establishment of the day. They worked it all out, watertight, so they thought, Well, one day me mate was talking to a crowd of people when a bunch of them Pharisee fellas comes up to him. One of them geezers with shifty eyes, a hooked nose and eyebrows like a steer's horns clears his throat (coughs) and starts to speak. First he tries to butter up me mate Jesus and he says, Teacher, We all know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the word of God straight from the hip. Now, we want to ask you something. These rotten coots had made sure that there were some Herodians amongst them. Now, Herodians were political fanatics and they would report me mate Jesus to the government if he said anything against it. And there were religious fanatics there too, listening in case he said anything against their religion. It was a catch-220 situation, and they thought they'd have him this time. Hooknose's question was, Should we pay taxes or not? Now, if me mate Jesus said no, then that would be anti-government and he would get himself arrested. If he said yes, then he would appear to be anti-church because the church leaders hated the government. Got him, they thought. We've got him caught between a rock 
in a hard place. But me mate Jesus turns around and asks, Anyone got a coin? Hooknose's offsider produces a coin and hands it over. Me mate Jesus turns it over in his hand and looks at it, and then he asks them, Whose inscription do you see on the coin? Ah, Caesar's, they reply unwittingly. Now me mate looks at them straight in the eye, and he says, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Which they meant, which he meant, they should not cheat the government, and they should not cheat God. <laughs> Jesus was much too smart for them. He had outwitted them at their own game. Old Hooknose and his bunch of cronies walk off, embarrassed, faces red as beetroot. Not only had me mate Jesus done them like a dinner, but had put his finger on a very sensitive spot because they were tax cheats. And besides that, they pretended to be very religious, but at heart they were fakes. Their religion was a big farce. I can't stand coots like that, can you? But me mate Jesus, he was kind to them and gently pointed out to them that what they were doing was wrong without being nasty to them. It would have been a perfect opportunity for him to sink in the boots and rub in the salt, but he while defeating them with his answer, pointed out that they needed to change their attitudes with ways to match. Yeah, that's me mate Jesus. Always kind. Always alert to the opportunity to set things right and try to make people real and genuine and nice. He always pointed people in the right direction while giving them the opportunity to straighten out. And I know some of you need straightening out too. Some of you have been running in the wrong direction, trying to get as much for yourself out of life as you can. And some of you haven't been Reggie Didge and have been cheating on your taxes, cheating on your relationships, and cheating on God. Some of you have been doing things that are destructive to you yourself, and to your families, and society in general. Stuff like drinking and taking drugs and sleeping around and all that sort of thing. You probably think that because you can't see God, he ain't there. But don't be fooled. 
He knows all about you and he's watching you, hoping that you will come to a point where you will want to do things his way. You know, I regarded myself as a bit of a no-hoper once, but then I came to my senses and got to know me mate Jesus. And that made all the difference. I want to tell you, although I'm not one for boasting about myself, I reckon I'm a lot better bloke than I used to be. So if you're getting sick of yourself, sick of doing bad stuff and sick of having a guilty conscience, you need to turn to me mate Jesus and ask him to forgive you for all that rubbish in your life and help you to live a good, honest, clean life. I can tell you it's much better. It worked for me. It'll work for you if you're honest. Then you will have a much more fulfilled, happy life. And the best part of it, part of it is you'll have a good mate to turn to the same mate as I have, me mate Jesus. Me mate Jesus, yeah, he's the best mate you can ever have. Inside the hood. 